Hey, hey, there's a a little sound problem with the start of this episode. There was a weird buzzing on the phone. I'm not sure what it was. So I did a quick, quick and dirty noise reduction. So it sounds like we're on the moon for a little bit, but it only lasts for the first uh, four minutes and then everything is fine after that. So that's the sound warning. Uh, Thanks for listening. Here's a new episode of Calling Home. Hi. Hi, I'm just hearing a weird buzz in the phone. I suppose you don't hear that. I do, and it's very loud. Hmm, okay, I'm gonna, maybe I should call you back from a different phone. There's like a bank of four phones here. Okay. Because, yeah, this, that's okay. Uh, pretty loud, so I'll call right back. Okay, yep, yeah, bye. Bye. So, yeah, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's on your phone, possibly? Is there another phone in the house you can try? Just to see? No, there's only this one. Hmm. Yeah, because... And uh, it's a hard line, so it should be good, but there must be there must be something wrong with the wires here. Well, I can probably do, like, a little noise reduction thing on this. Um, how, are, how did the, the food poisoning all cleared up, did man, it? Yeah, it was actually, though, much worse than I thought it was. Like, I guess because that's never really happened to me before, and I've never, you know, thrown up from eating food or... I mean, really, it is crazy that I, the only time I've thrown up... Do you remember? I don't remember throwing up as a kid, but I'm sure I must have, right? I mean, Not often, though. Uh, I don't remember you being uh, consistent. But you you know what? You had serious, serious food poisoning. No yeah. question from what you described to me. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, the fact that I only ever threw up because of appendicitis, and that was once, and this thing made me throw up three times <laughs> in, like, two and a half hours. Like, yeah, it was real bad. And I guess because I never went through that before, I, uh, I just assumed like, okay, I'm not throwing up anymore, like everything's fine. And uh, I was going to go babysit Joel's kids and stuff and I had to cancel basically the whole week. I was like, I, I just can't because uh, I guess the two things that hung around a lot was I was just like super exhausted, like crazy exhausted. Like I'd walk like four blocks from the house and just, you know, get some groceries or something and come back and just fall asleep. I must have slept for like man, like 20 hours one day. Like I just slept like crazy. And I guess part of that must have been the other side of things is like, I guess just because all the bacteria in my stomach was just gone or whatever. Like, uh, you know, it's just hard to eat in general and, and I couldn't properly digest anything. (laughs) You know, like I didn't have a solid poop for till Friday. Like that happened Sunday night. And then even on Friday, it was the weirdest looking, like the, the color <laughs> of it was kind of like pumpkin, like a light pumpkin-y color. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, I've never seen poop that color. So clearly whatever like enzymes and stuff. Oh, the buzzing went away. There was a ship in uh, St. John Harbor over, over the weekend. I, I think it was from, uh, I think it was from Portugal, but uh, I couldn't really say for sure. Half of the crew uh, were hospitalized for food poisoning. Right. And the other half, uh, they, well, they took to the hospital and kept it under observation because they said sometimes it would take 48 hours for it to manifest itself. Apparently, they ate uh, bad fish on uh, the voyage over. Uh, but half of them, it was like 19 or 20 of them that are in, in quite serious condition as a result of it. But you know what? If you had been on that ship, you probably would be one of those 19 or 20. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, like, again, it was only, it was only bad, like, like, for 12 hours or whatever, where I, because that's kind of what tricked me, I guess, is, like, it was bad, no question, that 12 hours was terrible, but by the time I was talking to you on Tuesday, that was, 
like I felt okay but it was like a trick almost like I felt like I was okay but I really wasn't because like yeah I had no energy and and still like yeah just like I couldn't digest anything and yeah it was uh, still still a few more days before I could do much now I seem to be I think everything's fine but but yeah no it was a uh, it was definitely bad and you'll not be eating at 7 and 11, I guess, for quite a long while. Yeah, no, I went there to get this phone card, and because uh, I don't even know where else to get long-distance cards. I always just get the 7-Eleven one. And, uh, yeah, and even just going in, I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like Walking by the sandwiches, let me away from this place. Yeah. There's always two at that. It was a different branch. It's not even the same one. But there's this one guy who, whenever he's there, he's always trying to push stuff like crazy. Like, just like, yeah, you want to try the creepy pizza and all this stuff that we have just under the the heat lamp <laughs> but I was just glad he wasn't there <laughs> it's just like because I mean it's he doesn't care that another random 7-eleven gave me food poisoning but I don't know if I'd be able to not tell him <laughs> just be like dude I so don't want that I can't even begin to tell you but yeah so yeah I don't know I think maybe I'm still a little a little spacey a little loopy <laughs> out of it because it really messed up my whole sleep schedule and everything it was just it was a weird week it takes a while because I'll tell you when uh, even that hollandaise sauce one that I had last fall I mean I love eggs benedict but I have no desire to go to a restaurant and eat anything like that for I don't know I don't know when oh you know one thing I was kind of thinking is um, just uh, a, when I was I don't know just reading up about um, this food poisoning stuff is it kind of made me think of other stuff that I've learned about from the internet like weird kind of idiosyncratic uh, um, I don't know ailments and maladies that people have that uh, I don't know how I would even know what these things were without the internet and being able to look them up and find out what's going on but I was wondering because one of them mentioned that it's sometimes a hereditary thing so I was thinking like why don't I give you a quick rundown of just things I've noticed the weird medical things and see if, if I don't know if you've heard of them or have any of them okay already. sure Great, the one, go for it the one that made me think of this because it happens every year but then I always forget about it is uh is that I get hives from temperature changes like like because it was just this thing that would kind of happen uh, but not enough for me to really notice and then it would just kind of this time of year I guess it's extra bad because the weather is so weird like it's raining today I got rained on on the way over here and like just the weather keeps getting cold and hot and hot and cold so if it's cold out and then it gets warm all of a sudden like if I go indoors and I have too many layers on my skin just itches like crazy like crazy like I have to just take my clothes off like I'm losing my mind it's so itchy and, and I was like, what is this? And I finally figured out that it's, it's like they're not visible on me. Some people get them like so you can actually see them. But it's like it's hives, but it's weird because the most common one is that people get them from cold weather. And I guess that is also the case with me because I don't get it in the summer. But it seems weird because it's not it's because it's the warmth that makes them kick in so it seems like it's warmth that's giving me this this skin problem but i guess it's technically cold because it's the cold that sets it off so i basically just want things to stay cold all the time i hate when it's too warm in the winter because i get all itchy i can't say i know what that is yeah that's a weird one right <laughs> that's again like it's so peculiar that uh, and then online you know you can find message boards and forums and people talking about it and describing it and i'm like oh yeah that's totally the thing but on a worldwide scale, you know, it's a pretty weird one. Like, I'm sure not and many people And what does the internet it. say, what do they say causes it? 
Uh, there's no specific, no, nothing that can really be determined, just one of these things. That's one thing I've been learning more and more. I mean, the big major disappointment was when I finally went to the bladder doctor because I have to pee all the time and got every test you can do and the catheter and all the, the scans and everything and they just couldn't help me. It's like, that's when I, and then I've started to realize more and more as... I just heard a podcast the other day where a guy was talking about celiac disease where you can't have wheat and uh, yeah celiac yeah celiac yeah and yeah. Ju but just the uh, but it turns out he didn't have it they thought he had it for two years and it turns out he didn't and really it's like I mean it's nice that we have doctors and everything but man doctors don't know fucking anything <laughs> like they it's not their fault there's like a million weird diseases but I don't know I always thought that's weird this idea that you'll just go to the doctor and everything will be fine like this is really not true. It seems like it's rare that that is the case. Okay, so that's uh, that's a weird medical thing number one. Is there another one? Yeah, I had a whole, I don't know, I had them all in my mind, but today, I don't know, my, my, my brain isn't working quite right. Uh, geez, I know there's, hmm. Okay, we have migraine headaches. They're heredity. Yeah, that's something, luckily, that I think I mostly shook in. That doesn't really happen to me much at all. I, I mean, nothing I would call a migraine anymore. So so that's good. Yeah, I can't say I have them anymore either, but I used to in when I was young. I had, quite, I had them quite often. Right. Uh, I mean, all-purpose insomnia, I've got that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Is that, is insomnia, did you find that that was heredity? That, I have no idea. Again. Yeah. No, I don't know. Nothing. I can't say I've ever heard either. that that one did, but heart condition usually, um, diabetes is very, is a very big heredity thing. Um. I could have swore I had more of these things in my brain, but yeah, I don't know. I got, I got nothing now. All I can think of is that one weird thing with the skin itching. But it's, like, really bad, too. Like, it's, like, debilitating. Like, like once it starts, I, I just, like, can't be indoors or I can't have clothes on. That was one thing I always thought was extremely bizarre about Canada, and I guess I think this more because of my skin getting all itchy. But why in the wintertime are the malls and the stores and stuff so well heated? Because everyone is walking around with all their winter clothes still on, you know? Oh, I know. And then, you, and then you're just dying in the heat, and then you step outside. Yeah, it just and, seems... And, and it's freezing cold. Like, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, oh, it's Canada, and, you know, we need to make it warm indoors, and you want the mall to be a, a pleasant place people like to go. But, yeah, like, there's nowhere to put your coat. There's no coat check at the mall. So you're still, like, wearing all this stuff and whatever long underwear and shit in this, like, sweltering heat. I always thought that was very weird. I don't understand why. Well, I guess so the people that are working in the mall aren't dressed like that. Yeah. Yeah, they've all got their little locker so that the girls can go in and get stripped stripped down to, like, their tight little dresses and their pantyhose and their, you know. Yeah, they're not running around working in the mall with their long johns underneath their... Parkas and stuff, yeah, that would be yeah. weird. But you're right, it, it's, it's terrible. Oh, geez, and the air is so dry in those places. Yeah. You spend any length of time, you just feel like you're dying. That is one thing, too, that I think that's uh, even more uh, I don't know I don't know where that's worse if that's worse here or there it's hard to tell I guess but uh man I don't know man my brain is just I don't know <laughs> I could just tell when I don't have it you know when I just don't have my gift of gab is gone because I'm just like what is even I don't know um yeah I could have swore I had more stuff I was gonna bring up but I guess that's like that's a, a thing though is like I don't think of these things until they happen you know 
like this thing with the skin stuff I didn't remember until like two weeks ago and I'm like oh, oh yeah this thing that always happens every stupid year. And is it like is it like an itch that's like under your skin or on top of your skin? No it's just like on the skin and uh, and yeah like it could be a lot worse like a lot of people when they get it it's like actual like visible hives but it's definitely hives like that's that's definitely what it is there's like a fancy name for it about like temperature based some people get it from like uh, cold water and all this stuff like some people get it way worse like as soon as cold air hits them they just break out and it sounds really awful that's one thing that's creepy about looking up stuff online is uh you can always find you know message boards and stuff of people talking about whatever their problems are and it's always like way worse than whatever <laughs> you know problem that the closest thing i've heard to that is a heat rash that people sometimes get like but but you usually get it on a very severe hot day yeah i'm sure it's just yeah the flip side of the similar thing or whatever so i don't know if something else jumps into mind with that i guess i'll let you know but the other thing i meant to bring up ages ago before i started barfing everywhere (laughs) is uh i was going to tell you about the kids book meeting that i had with that guy jim Oh, yeah. You told me a little bit in your email about it. Now, I started reading that, but I haven't had time to finish reading it. I probably, I don't know how long it is. Maybe I, like, I'm thinking I read about half of it, but maybe I didn't. It's like 25 pages. Okay, so I probably anything, read about half. Maybe a little long, even, for what it is. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, and I, I actually still haven't gotten around to doing the edits that, that I'm going to do based on that stuff because, uh, I don't know, I'm just a slow, a slow worker at <laughs> stuff. But, yeah, basically, it was really cool where... You know, as I was saying, you know, he uh, he's had things published and stuff, and he's all connected into like the whole Toronto scene of art artist people making stuff. And he does know some people. Like he pitched me this one name of this one. Uh, like yeah, it's like he showed me a kids book that his friend got got published, and he's like, hey, look at this. Like here's the thing, and here's the publisher, and they're in Toronto, so maybe that. But he didn't have any actual like direct advice or connections or people that he knew or anything like that. But what he did have, which was like I didn't expect this at all and it was actually way neater and kind of way cooler is he has an eight-year-old daughter who I've never actually met uh you know he like splits custody with his kid uh, with his wife I mean and uh and he read the story to her and like kept notes kind of of what she thought and I was like man that's awesome like that's way better because I was thinking like when when adults you know give me uh, pitch ideas or stuff I'm like I guess maybe I don't know like is that really any better than the idea I had like who are you yeah. <laughs> just some person you know what that book is probably geared for a kid who would be about eight years old yeah I was thinking that like around second or third grade because it's like a little bit long and whatever and like you need a little bit of attention span like uh, well and it talks about uh, it, about issues that uh, a kid I mean a kid might experience a bit of bullying and stuff as a younger kid and a bit of that stuff, you know, the other subjects that you talk about. But but probably when they're about that age, seven, eight, yeah, they're running into it quite a bit. Like yeah. weird things that are going on in their school and they, you know, like kids making fun of them because of they got gas coming out of their hind end. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and even just like, uh, like uh, Joel's wife, uh, was like, hey, you could always read it to Jet, but Jet's like four years old and all hyper and crazy, and I'm like, there's, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I don't I'm... think he would like sit still long enough, or even, you know, it would just kind of wash over him. Like moments might stand out, but I don't think that there would be like a cohesive narrative would really stick in his brain. It's also for an age when, uh, if, okay, when kids are like five and six in school, there's a lot of uh, teacher interaction and where teachers would step in and 
you know, when there was being talk like that, shut it down and that sort of thing. But when you're seven or eight, nine years old, no, there's not. A lot of that kind of talk goes on out in the playground. So that where you've got all the kids kind of talking about that and other kids saying that they have that too. Um, yeah, no, that's the age group that, you, that you'd be zeroing in on. Younger kids, no, they, they'd be told, oh, no, don't talk about stuff coming out of your butt. Yeah, I guess that's something too, like I didn't even really think about that as being like one of the themes of it or whatever, is bullying or anything. Like I just, you know, I didn't really think about this thing too hard. I just was like, yeah, whatever. Well, it's not a lot about bullying, but you know, kids make comment that, that we, you know, are kind of like putting that girl down for having the stuff coming out of her butt. And then other people chime in and they've right. got it too. But yeah, even that is kind of interesting just because like that, that, yeah, but that, that stood out to you because yeah, I totally, that didn't stand out to me at all. But I'm like, oh yeah, that is in there. Like that's, that's interesting. That's cool. Anyway, I will, I will finish it. Uh, yeah, well, whatever, no hurry. I've been dicking around with this thing, I mean, since literally 2005 or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> certainly no hurry. But, uh, yeah, so what was neat, though, about having the kid uh, read it is, uh, or get, like, hear the feedback or whatever, is, like, that is, like, you can take those notes to the bank type of thing. It's, like, if, if a kid likes this part, that's cool. If a kid thinks this part's boring, like, that's, like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue. I'm gonna go change it, <laughs> you know? Like, I thought that was really neat. Like, just so much more... Uh, directed and like useful as far as because I always like got the sense with with trying to edit it or change it it's like like I always wonder that about movie scripts you know they're like oh, third draft fourth draft whatever all the rewrites and like is there any real evidence that these rewrites are better or are they just different is, you know is it just for a sense of progression and like something is being done I always wonder that whereas if it's a book for like targeted at an eight-year-old kid and an eight-year-old kid thinks something i'm like all right that actually makes sense to, to now i should to. print it off and if valley ever comes to visit she doesn't come so much anymore because she's so busy right um she would even though she's like she'll be 11 next month but even her age yeah um and and see what she thinks about it i don't know if she's got the uh, if she would sit down and read it she apparently is quite bright. I don't know if she is or she isn't, but, you know, it'd be the kind of thing that I would read it to her and then get the comment that way. Because if you just give it to somebody to read, you wouldn't get the same comment. Yeah, well, that's something, too, like, just that hadn't quite occurred to me, really, is, like, to me, in my mind, it was just just kids reading it to themselves. And I don't know, maybe that's just, like, memories of me being a kid, just reading books all the time. But... Uh, but yeah, I guess like it, it again. That's one of those little things that kind of slipped my mind or whatever. Is that it's way more likely it would be like a parent reading it. So that was an interesting little thing, like how, like we were saying when we were talking before that maybe the laughs is too generic a title or whatever. And uh, and I am gonna. I think I am gonna just go with the girl who laughed from her butt because why not? I mean, yeah, it works. So but that, but even I don't. Well, I don't mean that kids shouldn't read it themselves. I just think that when you're somebody who's trying to get. Uh, what they really think about it. Like if I gave her the book and said, what do you think about it? Right. It would just be, oh, it's okay. Or it's, and there might be a little bit of discussion about it. But you know, if, if you read to somebody, you could stop halfway. Hey, what'd you think about that? Right. Like at the time that you're reading it or, um, gee, uh, that's kind of a funny thing to say. What do you think about that? And, and see, then you get the comment as you're going through, which I think is you get a heck of a lot more input than if you just said to the kid, okay, read, the first three or four pages and let's talk about that right 
you know. Um, yeah, and, and not to mention too, like that that's just the just the reality of what will probably happen. Like this guy Jim was saying, like you know, he's like, hey man, it's no problem for me to read it because like I read her a story every day anyway. Why not it be your story? Like you know, you filled up a day type of thing. So. And he's probably the kind of guy that, like me, as you're reading you stop along the way and you have a little chat about it <laughs> like you don't necessarily go from beginning to end right yeah well and like one thing you brought up in particular like that is such a good little like note or something that i never thought of at all that only comes up from reading it out loud is like these these laughs this girl's afflicted with um you know they're just called in the story the laughs but capitalized and that's not so bad when you're reading it because that makes them like a distinct thing like this is the laughs da, da, da. but but verbally there there's there's nothing there to make them stand out you know at all <laughs> like not yeah. only was it kind of a boring name anyway but it's extra like it, may, it makes it a little confusing kind of or it's like you know so so he was pitching uh, his uh, his pitch i kind of like was the nether laughs <laughs> you know because because that's a cool name and uh but I, I got somewhere, I don't remember where I put it. But anyway, I made a whole list where I was thinking that um, I think what I'm going to try to do is have the, the kid Leo, the science kid, like pitch the name the Nether Laughs, like almost like it's a brand name that he's trying to make it make stick. And the girl Sadie will just constantly call them different stuff, just like change the name all the time the bottom laughs or the back laughs or the, the inverse laughs or just whatever. And he'll just like keep trying to pitch his idea but it's not sticking so that way that'll have a whole bunch of weird names for them and I think that could be kind of cool here's when the earth larf <laughs> yeah maybe this should be like uh, some kind of British kid in the school or something the ass laugh yeah. <laughs> yeah there was somebody in, in the comments to one of these podcasts he left a, 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 a potential title that was something along those lines something with arse in it I think but I don't remember what it is now I didn't write it down Where's my phone? I want to write down that so I don't forget. The I wonder though, yeah, because like that, that is a tricky one writing wise, because that is how wacky British people talk. <laughs> you know, but but it, you can't really write it like that with an R in it. Larf? I mean, you could, I guess. You could. It's one of the just... But it's, again, it's the kind of thing that you have to say it out loud. Or, like, if you were just reading that, I don't know how much effect it would have. But it's called it the Oslof. <laughs> you know, you have to... <laughs> I always think that was weird with... Uh, I mean, obviously, there's all those different, different accents and stuff in, uh, in the UK. But, man, some of them really are, like not even remotely close <laughs> to like what the pronunciation should be like uh i don't know i remember there was like some harry potter thing i can't remember what it was anymore but just the way the different characters would say it different and there's one of them that's like not even like they're so different from each other and it's the same word but again my brain is not making any connections today so i can't well, sometimes they get especially when you get that uh, the, like the cockney accent they don't even say, uh, like if I would say, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. They actually do say with. And there's a bunch of them, like, there, there's a whole bunch of them, of their words that, I can't think of them right now, but, oh, I can't think of any right now, but that's one of them, the word with. They don't say with, it's with, I'm going yeah. with you. So, uh, yeah, but uh, so that's kind of cool, though. So I'm going to go through that, and I don't know, I don't have a particularly strong 
I don't know, like creative work ethic. Like, I guess I'm always working on stuff and I'm getting things done and people comment sometimes about like, how do you do so many podcasts and get all this crap done? But, but I think it's just because I work on a lot of different stuff because any one individual thing, like for some reason I just have a hard time like bearing down on it. Like even though I've got these notes and these things I want to change in this story, it's just hard to sit down and do it. But eventually I will, you know, I don't know. Now one thing you should do though, since you always have your little notepad with you, is when you do think of something that we should have a little chat about, you should write it down so that we're not caught in this kind of thing. Because we have been for a couple of weeks now where we really don't have anything any subject at all it's just chin wagging about whatever comes to mind yeah i've been considering writing down stuff like that but then i always usually just usually remember usually think about stuff (laughs) but today i just don't and i really i don't know that's something too i really just so could use like like a coffee today but i just don't think i should yet (laughs) i don't want to put that in my belly my poor belly geez that's been over a week you really might have that bad if you're yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I have a, a pretty, uh, you know, not a very strong constitution anyway. So, yeah, this thing really wiped me out. Yeah, it's, a, it's like security type guy just went by and was just like looking at my weird recorder held up to the phone. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I'll tell you what it is if you want, but they just walked back. So anyway, yeah, since I'm fucking out of it today and, uh, and I got to get rolling anyway, I got to head downtown for this thing. See the weird Gilmore Girls jokes? No, there's another one of those, is it? Yeah. Well, they yeah. must be quite popular if they're still doing them. Yeah, yeah, they do like one a month. It's just been a month already. Time flies. Do they get a very big crowd that shows up? Uh, it's it's pretty big. It's like uh, it's this place called the Comedy Bar. So like that's its whole thing is it's got like a, a bar area and then two sections like where they have different little shows and. Uh, I wonder how many people fit in there. Probably like a hundred, maybe. Anyway, and yeah, last the last one was probably sixty or seventy people. Wow. I might be, I might be over. It might be not that. I don't know. It is enough though, and it's like five bucks a person. So why not do a weird little thing? Yeah, and I don't know. It's kind of funny too because uh, I started going to these because my friend Mike was in them as different characters and. Uh, and like last month's one he's like oh you know like you know you're really you don't you don't have to keep coming to these or whatever (laughs) but i don't think he's even i don't think he's even in it this time and i'm going anyway (laughs) like i told him i'm like like dude i know maybe you just don't believe me or whatever but i really like gilmore girls (laughs) like i just this is like why why would i not go to a gilmore girls related thing I, was thinking, I don't know how public I'd want to make that. People think, oh, what kind of a weirdo is he? He's <laughs> this guy in his 30s, and he's into the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I was thinking the other day about, uh, I don't know, I think to me, people are a lot more open and about much more embarrassing stuff. <laughs> like, uh, like, you know, the superhero thing is still going huge these days. Like, you know, the movies have been big for a while, but now there's, like, tons of these TV shows. There's, like, Daredevil and Arrow and... The Flash has a show again, and all just all this horse shit. And I've always just never liked superhero stuff. Like it's weird since I worked at a comic store, but that's how I got the job at that comic store is because I was the guy who knew about Chester Brown and whatever, you know. I, and I didn't care about superheroes, <laughs> so like that was, you know, I was the other guy. But to me, I was thinking about that of like, like superheroes. I so don't get it. You know, like if someone was like to ask, like, oh, like what superpower do you wish you had? Like, 
Like, it's just such power fantasy nonsense. It's so dumb to me. Whereas, to me, I kind of feel like Gilmore Girls is like a superhero show to me. Like, that that the, you know, Lorelai, the, the mom, Gilmore, has a job and, like, runs an inn and uh, has a cool house. And, and more than anything, I guess, the main cool thing is she just knows everyone in town, you know? She's, like, friends with everyone in this little town. I'm like, that's the superpower you want to have. That, to me, is amazing. Like, that would be a wonderful thing to achieve. Like, I don't need to stop bullets, you know? Like, what, like what, what is the mindset that even cares about that? To me, that's, that's, I don't, that's what I don't get. Awesome reaction. I can hear a bunch of little ones in the background. Yeah, there's a, just so you by, there's like a, like a daycare thing in this building because there's so many office building type stuff. Oh, yeah, and it's only 7 o'clock there. Uh, yeah. 10, 10 to 7, yeah. It's 8 o'clock. What are all those little guys doing running around? But yeah, no, to me, definitely, though, just this Gilmore Girls type stuff is absolutely my favorite thing. It's just. Just any like contemporary type stories and stuff are way more interesting to me. Well, as I said to you before, I enjoyed it more in the early ones. Once the girl went off to university, and yeah, I never actually I still haven't seen those episodes. I'm only only saw the first three years. But that's the other thing too is everything runs its course too. <laughs> like you don't have to watch things forever. It's just like it's plenty. Uh, so uh, well, I guess before I go, I don't quite have to leave right this second. Um, uh, did you see the, I guess, uh, what's it, Better Call Saul is all done now for the season? Yes, I saw the last the last show of Better, Better Call Saul. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good overall. Like, once it was all said and done and all ten episodes were out, I was like, yeah, that was pretty good. I liked that show. Yeah, now Neil was, he couldn't catch, he couldn't download the last episode, he said. He was expecting the show to end on a high note. I said, well, I'm not telling you what happened in it, but no, it didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it, though. I liked that kind of way, because, again, yeah, like, like, even that, like, I think that's even another example of the same thing, is I'm way more interested in Saul and his just sort of work-a-day life and why, or Jimmy, and why he decided to become this, this shyster lawyer. And <laughs> he's like, you know, fuck, fuck this bullshit, as opposed to Mike. Like, everybody loves Mike. Like, ah, oh, more Mike. Mike from Breaking Bad. Whoa. But Mike's not realistic to me. Mike is like a superhero. Yeah. Like, how is this old man the greatest killer of all time? <laughs> you know? Like, I just don't buy it at all. Whereas Saul is an actual guy, is an actual character with some relatability. And, and like, his superpower is his, his talking his way out of situations. And, like, again, that to me oh, is some, way better. Some of, the, some of the things in that show were priceless. Like, when he went into that dumpster to get the, <laughs> to get the, uh, the, the uh, shredded documents... Like the look, I mean, that man really pulled that off of what that you, you you could you could almost smell the shit and the crap that was in that dumpster just from the look on his face. And of course, things would kind of get slopping over him, and those two dudes come along and just chuck the stuff in the dumpster on top of him, and it looks like it's rice, but it looks like little maggots coming down the side of his face. And and he doesn't say a word, but it's just the look on his face, like you can actually smell it coming out of the TV. <laughs> yeah, that's cool too. They they do a, a like a podcast associated with the show, like where uh, the writers and everybody like they all just discuss the episodes. So uh, yeah, they were saying for that episode that that he was real 
like he was like like let's like I think also because this is his first big role as like the lead guy he really doesn't want to slack or he wants to do everything as good as possible so he said he was he like they shot that as many times as they needed to like and it was a real pain because they had to change his clothes every time and get him all fixed up again but that was like real garbage like garbage that they made like new garbage but it was just like coffee grounds and everything and like that they really dumped on him every time yeah and uh, it's weird too like hearing about the filming of stuff because uh, you don't really think about it until you hear the production team talking about it like to film that they had a an actual dumpster that they like uh that they um i think if i'm remembering right they might have had someone else crammed in there like cameras may have gotten that small but i think they said they had to cut the side out of uh you know, with like a blowtorch thing and like cut the side out of this dumpster so they can stick a camera in there. And it's weird because you don't really think about cameras. Like, you know, they just seem like, oh, it's just, here it is. It's just happening. It's just being filmed somehow. But, but yeah, like that'd be tough. <laughs> I mean, a weird shot to get. And I, I mean, I really could relate to some of the stuff. Like there was one scene where uh, he uh, he was making the will for the old lady and she had her humble figurines and she comes down on her oh. stair lift. Yeah. And then she... She creaks her way into the room, and she's got the, the humble figure for, I don't know who it was, let's say, nephew so-and-so. But he's got to write down that that's for nephew so-and-so only if he goes to university. If he doesn't go to university, then it goes to somebody else. And if that person marries somebody, then it goes to somebody else. And you know what? When I got out of law school, that's what it was like doing wills because you didn't have the balls to say to people because you needed the business like I'm not doing this bullshit stuff like get it I'd say that now I said I'm not doing that we're doing a list clause <laughs> we just put it on a list that you can prepare but in the old days oh yeah you actually wrote down crap and so when he was doing that I thought oh man how many times did you have to do that with some old lady how many times did you have to go to somebody's house and you did it just to kind of get yourself started. That was even, uh, I remember that was the name of that episode. It was like the, the little Alsatian boy or something <laughs> was the name of that figurine. But yeah, I guess that makes sense too. Like when you're newish, newish at a job, yeah, like you just don't, you don't know where the boundaries are, like when you can tell someone to just yeah, and quit people, it. Yeah, <laughs> and people take advantage of you. Right. I mean, and then the poor guy, he was only going to charge her 120 or 140 bucks or whatever, and she's rooting through her little purse there. <laughs> she hauls out whatever she had, 100 bucks, and he gives her some back because he, he's feeling kind of bad for her because that's all she's got. But then, I mean, I guess that led to his big score or whatever. Well, that led to the big score, yeah. That's what's neat, too, that I like about how that show is kind of working out is, uh, I guess it's the same, the kind of balance Breaking Bad tried to hit, but Breaking Bad went on for so long, it got so weird that it, but that that every character, like, you can see the two sides, like, Saul's not necessarily a bad guy, and, uh, and his brother, when his brother is like, you don't deserve to be a lawyer, you're, you know, look at you, you're like, you're scum, basically. They're like, yeah, you know, he's not wrong. <laughs> like, his opinion of Jimmy isn't necessarily wrong. And then the uh, guy that runs the office that seemed like a real dickhead, but you find out it's just like, you know, maybe he doesn't like Jimmy, or, but, you know, but his hands were tied, basically. He had to be an extra dick to Jimmy. So, like, everybody has those, the two sides to their personality, which is nice, like. Which is how it is in life. Yeah. Really. Usually even the worst of the worst guy, there's another side to him if you can get to know it. And sometimes the very best of people, yeah, there's always some little side to them that's a little meh. Well, you know what else is weird is uh, 
is that a couple of people in that show like kind of got their big breaks and are famous from video game acting. Like video games have gotten to the point now that people who portray characters in video games are known. Like that guy Nacho, who uh, was Tuco's cousin. Oh yeah. Who was in a lot of the early ones, and then he was the guy that they did that. Um, you know, when Mike went along to do the the drug exchange with the guy, just the pharmacy guy. So that guy Nacho, he was in this game Far Cry 3, that, uh, and he was amazing in it. He was the best. He was like the bad guy in that game, and he was awesome. And like they kind of patterned him, the, the, the character, off of the actor, so you know you could recognize him. Like, is that that guy from that video game? And you look it up, and it is him. And uh, then there was also, in that same episode, when Mike's uh, sitting around waiting for that job, and he's just talking about his pimento sandwich, and he gets in that argument with the, the other guy about, like, how come you didn't bring a gun? in the parking garage. Uh-huh. So that guy, he's actually Canadian, and he was a character in Grand Theft Auto V. So, so he, again, you know, he looks the same, sounds the same. It's like, that, that's the guy from the video game. Like, wow, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah, and they actually use the fact that he's Canadian in that game because he you know, just has a little bit of an accent. So people, every once in a while, somebody brings up that, like, you don't sound particularly American, and he gets real upset about it. <laughs> but then you find out he actually is Canadian, <laughs> which is just weird. <laughs> It's a weird thing they put in because of the actor. But yeah, I thought that was interesting that... I mean, because video games are already a bigger industry than movies. Like, they make more money, but they are not at that level of, like, public acceptance and visibility and stuff. But to us, to us video game nerds, like, all those people are famous from a video game way more so than from any acting they ever did. Another show that finished its show last week was that... I told you about that uh, Company X. Right, yeah, yeah. That is, that is, that's Canadian made excellent excellent show if you get a chance to watch it it ran for about six weeks it ended on a high note so obviously they're going to have a hope well unless CBC cancels it uh, but it it all of its shows were really really good nice yeah and I guess if it's that short I really should look it up I actually yeah, I don't know I, I fell into TV a little bit lately I mean I've watched like none of the shows this year but now that they've they're winding down for the summer I did go back a little bit and the other one that's starting tonight is the second season of uh, Turn. Have you ever uh, heard no. about that one? No, I With haven't. the American Revolution. Um, and it's, uh, again, excellent, excellent show. Um, it's, it's about the, the, yeah, the American Revolution and the, the Brits and all that stuff. And its first season was last year, and it's starting up again tonight second part. It's got Benedict Arnold, George Washington, and a bunch of spies. and It's about spies, actually. The spies on both sides um, that uh, infiltrated the American Revolution. Nice. Quite interesting. And it's weird, too, like, we've hit this point now, because, like, with uh, TV is so spread around, like, like, you know, I guess we talked about how media in general is all spread around with the internet and stuff, but even TV now, like, there's so many TV networks, so many different shows. Like, I feel like back in the day, there were just, there weren't really shows that I never heard of, you know? Maybe I was paying more attention also when I was, like, a teenager, but, but man, there's so many TV shows now, like, uh, that movie Fargo, there's a TV show version of that. And oh, is there? From Dusk Till Dawn, there's a TV show version of that. And I'm like, where did all these, where did these come from? Who's watching all these shows? Like, what is all this stuff? 
Or yeah, like all these these comic book ones, uh, like Gotham. It's like it's Batman and doesn't even have Batman in it because Batman's still a little kid. And I'm like, I cannot imagine who's watching that and why it got made and what is what is happening. (laughs) Well, and they've got so much of this crap now, though. And even if you don't see it, you can go to all these other sources and see whatever you didn't see. Yeah. Yeah, My God, you could never do anything except just sit there watching TV. <laughs> well, that's one thing that's weird, too, is Netflix kind of pioneered this thing of putting out whole seasons of shows all at once, right? Like, they make all their shows, House of Cards and all this stuff, and they just put them out all together. And and it's, like, bizarre, because then people just marathon them. Like, the latest thing was Daredevil. It's, like, 13 episodes of Daredevil, and he's just the, the, the comic book guy who's blind, the blind lawyer, and he runs around at night and is a superhero. And, uh, and, and like, Brad was, like, trying to marathon this thing on the first day because everyone is going to be talking about it soon, you know, like, online and stuff. So if he doesn't watch as much as he can the first day, it's, like, too late. So you're watching basically a 13-hour movie about some dumb superhero. <laughs> it's just, like, what a weird, weird times. Well, let's see. That's what they're doing with this, with this second episode of Turn that's starting tonight. I bet if I turned on to... Uh to uh, AMC, you'd be watching the first series, show after show after show after show, leading up to that. Right. Um, they did that with Breaking Bad. They did that with, uh, uh, oh, God, there any any number of them. Um, I bet when Better Call Saul comes on again, when it opens up its next show, I bet you're going to be able to watch every show from the first season leading right up to that. So, hey, take your whole day. Sure, why not? <laughs> watch it. Got nothing else to do. Oh, one thing that's wrapping up soon, and I still can't bring myself to really care, but uh, is Mad Men is yeah. either finishing or has just finished. I don't know. It hasn't finished yet, but my God, that show didn't hold up. Yeah, yeah, I know, because I remember like when I first saw it, I was like, wow, this is really cool, and season one was really interesting, and I sent you the DVDs, and I was like, I bet Mom will dig this, because it's all cool in 60s and neat. But, uh, but yeah, like, I, I, that's what I was thinking. It's like, well, maybe I should just watch the last couple. But I just don't even care. Like, what's going to happen? Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know? Nothing has happened in years. Nothing's going to suddenly happen right at the end. I'm watching. I, I, it's, it's on in, in mute here. Murdoch Mysteries just started. And it's got a whole audience full of, of people on Murdoch Mysteries. And they're sitting with these headphones on. And remember, this is like 1901 or something. And their headphones look like... Uh, you know those big telephones when you use to take the telephone off the wall right. and talk like a big tube? Sure. So they're sitting with these headphones on, on either side of their head, everybody in the audience. And they're watching a screen, and they must be able to see the sound, almost like 3D coming at you. You can see these people, they were all sitting in this room watching this black and white, and all like jumping back, and like, oh, <gasps> like they, they must have been able for the first time to hear like stereophonic sound through these big stupid things they had on their ears that part of it's done now <laughs> I just like I can just watch the picture of it and see what they were doing it's done. It, that show is now quite good yeah that sounds kind of interesting Wait, what is the deal with Murdoch Mysteries is set in Toronto in the around 1900 and uh, Murdoch the detective Murdoch is this really uh, whiz kid kind of guy who uh, has all these uh ideas of what will become futuristic things and a couple of the other guys too so they investigate murders and all this stuff and they've got a a women doctors who are the forensic people who cut people open and come up with all these like what murdered the guy and um but but it's quite good and they and they introduce a whole lot of 
of things that will eventually become like um, microwaves and um, flying machines and it, yeah it's quite good I'm surprised you haven't heard of it yeah no I mean again I've never heard of I ain't heard enough and it is filmed in <laughs> it's filmed in Toronto yeah no that is interesting too because I, I like I like stuff that's like a set in a different time I think that's one reason why I like Mad Men was even if nothing is really happening like you feel like you're just uh absorbing like information about the past just passively which is always kind of neat and that time frame in particular is really neat like they always say that around that time like 1900 to 1910 whatever was similar to now where now you know we've got the internet and cell phones and all these crazy things that have changed everything and back then it was like electric lights and cars and everything and airplanes it was all coming up and I bet if you watched it, because you know Toronto, you'd probably recognize landmarks where they film some of this stuff. Yeah, maybe. I'm I was... sure some of it they have they have sets for it, but I think some of it, some of the pictures that you see, like they do the harbor. Uh, quite often they'll do they'll do the Toronto Harbor, and I'm I mean I was only there that once, but I'm sure I've seen uh, old warehouses and stuff that are probably their background for some of this stuff. And some of the older housing that they use uh, is probably older housing that they've gone around and taken pictures of those Victorian-type houses that in Toronto. Yeah, that would be kind of... I mean, it would probably be harder to tell in that case because I'm sure they're trying to mask things, you know, and make it look older. But there's definitely movies sometimes where it's real easy to pick out Toronto stuff. Or uh, I just started watching a show. It's called Man Seeking Woman. It's this guy, Jay Baruchel. He's kind of a famous Canadian actor guy around my age. And... Uh, and he's like got a big maple leaf tattoo on his chest, like that's how much he loves Canada. So it's just a show about his girlfriend breaks up with him. It's like a comedy, and uh, it's supposed to be in some American town, probably New York. But man, there's Toronto everywhere. Like you can tell, he really pushed for Toronto filming whenever they could. Like uh, they're on the subway, and I was like, that looks an awful lot like the Toronto subway. And then when they got off, it was Old Mill Station. That's like two stations down from me. <laughs> so I'm like, yep, there. Look at that. Cool. Definitely, uh, New York has no old mill station. (laughs) Well, there's an old section of Toronto that's, uh, I forget now what it's called, but uh, we were going to get off there and walk around, weren't we? Is there a place that would have cobblestone streets and that kind of stuff? Uh, I don't know if it has full-on cobblestone. Maybe it does. It's a very small part. Yeah, the distillery district, yeah. Definitely is kind of Jack the Rippery looking. (laughs) Yes, well, that uh, a lot of, like, the downtown scenes here in this in this Murdoch Mysteries have that that look of around you know 1870s maybe to 1910 1920 um, and I've often wondered if they filmed some of it down in there yeah maybe yeah I think I should check that out see if I can determine any stuff and yeah I do I do just like those shows about the past it's neat and kind well, of it's on all, it's on all the time I don't know how long Murdoch Mysteries has been on TV but uh, God, you can pick it up on almost any channel, any time of the day or night. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I, yeah, there's so many shows now that, like, I just, I've kind of almost not surprised anymore when I don't know about something. <laughs> it's just like the new, the new way, the new paradigm is everyone has their own show that they watch and nobody has the show that everybody watches. And they always introduce characters into this, like, uh, they had Sir Arthur Conan Doyle in the, in the last one of these I saw. Right. He was like a, He's not well-known at the time. They know him as an author, but he's not the well-known author that he is today. But he was uh, seeking out some storyline for a new novel. 
then he was going to follow this Murdoch character around because uh, Murdoch has all this insight into how to solve these murders. So he was going to use that as one of his plots. And there's another one where they had Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, he wasn't in Toronto, but Murdoch and his new wife had gone off to Chicago for their honeymoon, I think, let's say. And, and they were in the same hotel as Teddy Roosevelt. So, so, so you get all these people who are quite famous, um, in the, who, are, who are now extremely famous. But in that time, they were just kind of up and coming or maybe unknowns. And that's, uh, <laughs> just, I should go soon, but before I go, I just wanted to say about uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, about, um, I mean, I'm getting a message on my phone. I can always hear it come through my recorder. Just someone saying they cannot make it to Gilmore Girls, no problem. Uh, all right, so yeah, I was going to say, when I was talking earlier about, uh, you know, superhero nerds and like, I just don't get it, like, why are people so into that? I read a thing once about kind of old-timey nerds and uh, how, I guess, um, Sherlock Holmes fans were like one of the original notable fandoms where, uh, you know how like when Superman died in the early 90s, like you'd get all these comic nerds wearing black armbands and crap? So uh, people did that back then, like when when Sherlock Holmes died in one of the original books, like people were walking around Victorian London or whatever with black armbands all sad because this guy from the book died. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. And supposedly even his... Uh, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's mom was kind of a Sherlock Holmes nerd because he told her in a letter, he's like, yeah, I don't know, I think I'm going to kill this guy, like nuts to this and work on something else. And she wrote back like, no, you mustn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't. And, uh, and I think too, because like you always think of like conventions now, it's not even weird, like um, science fiction conventions and stuff where people dress up and like, hey, I'm dressed like Batman, I'm dressed like whatever, and it's, you know, it's just normal. But uh, supposedly though, way back when... Um, Logan's Run came out because that was a year before Star Wars that there were like smatterings of little science fiction conventions mostly for books in in the US and there would be people that would show up dressed like they were from Logan's Run <laughs> and uh, I don't know like I can't remember where I read about that but apparently it was particularly weird because Star Wars was a year away and Star Wars would kind of popularize that type of nonsense <laughs> but but one year before there were still people doing it they were just in waiting. <laughs> they were waiting for some big one to come along but, and desperate, so they nabbed onto Logan's run. Man, isn't it weird, too, to think that, like, Doctor Who is, like, more famous now than it ever was? Yeah. What the but hell see, are the chances of that? <laughs> it's just weird. Especially when it had its humble beginnings. Yeah. <clears throat> which I, I, I bet it would have been a shock to people now with the big, fab, fabulous sets that they've got. The original sets were probably, oh, cripes, some old warehouse somewhere. You took out the vacuum cleaner, and that was the Dalek. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything was in black and white. But, man, some of those old stories were pretty darn good, even though, like they had pretty pretty lame special effects. If people thought the original uh, Star Trek uh, special effects were bad, oh, they had nothing on the original Doctor Who's. Apparently, too, like a bunch of those old Doctor Who's are just gone. Like, nobody kept them. Somebody found a bunch recently in, like, Nigeria. <laughs> like, just uh, tapes of old Doctor Who's, like the old black and white ones, and they're like, whoa. Well, um, I love those Doctor Who shows, and I saw them, I didn't see them right from the beginning. Uh, because by the time they came over to Canada, they probably were, oh, in their, their fourth or fifth year. Uh, by the time we saw them over here, but uh, 
They were something else. Hey, couldn't wait to get home from school because you had to put her on Doctor Who. I heard uh, like that it started as kind of um, like a, it was supposed to be most like a magic school bus thing, like a BBC show to like teach kids, and they, that's why the Doctor would teleport all around. But then it real quickly like got away from that. It just seems like because I guess. It, I guess it, it has to, had to start somewhere, right? Because it's so weird. Like, Doctor Who is one of the weirdest things. <laughs> you know, like, because I, like, I was looking that up once. I was like, like, who started this? What was this? Particularly, like, like you know, as it keeps evolving into different stuff to fit whatever era. So that's one thing. But I was like, what was going on with that original, super stodgy, weird, mean old man Doctor Who? Like, how, how was this the show? <laughs> like, <laughs> and how is he the guy that... Like, well, now there's always this kind of uh, attraction, uh, a sexual attraction between the young women that travel with him. Right. And 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 Doctor Who himself is is always never a really old guy. Like I don't know, he might be forty at the most. Right. Somewhere between thirty and forty, and then they have to kill him off and replace him with a new guy. But I mean, the original guy, hey, he had to be sixty-five. Well, sixty anyway. He had to be sixty. And there was certainly no sexual attraction between himself and uh, and the women that were in the show. So, yeah, what was the drawing card there? And I guess, well, it yeah. was just this weird old guy in a big long coat who traveled around in a phone booth. <laughs> that was the attraction. Like, how weird was that? I kind of like, too, like, that is one thing I like about it. I do kind of like when stories kind of organically form. Like, that is one thing, I feel like comic books used to be like that until they just got stagnant and stuck in the same rut, and wrestling is like that, like it just changes and turns into whatever stuff or soap operas. Like, the the idea of the doctor turning into a different doctor, like that was not a plan, it was just a thing that happened because they needed a new actor or whatever. And then apparently, I gotta look into this, I'm not sure exactly where they are in this stage, but I guess at some point, maybe around Tom Baker time, somebody just threw in in one of the episodes that like there's gonna be X number of doctors, like 13 or 16 yeah. or something, and and I guess that's coming up soon. So now they have to deal with the fact that you know decades ago, some random <laughs> wacko writing an episode decided, uh, you know, that this is going to be a big deal because they never thought they'd get there, but now they're almost there and they're crazy enough to actually try to stick with the continuity and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, you gotta you gotta respect that, <laughs> just dealing with like all of the stuff your predecessors set into motion and you're like now it's my job to make this make sense but they always try to go to get i mean they're kind of offbeat looking guys but they're always attractive in in an in an offbeat way like you don't say oh my god what a hunk although there was one guy in there that was a real hunk but whatever anyway um but the original guys i mean you had that you had the the old fella the tall old fellow with the white, white, white hair. Then he was replaced by that real heavy set guy with the black hair. He looked almost like a, you know, like he had a bowl haircut. <laughs> right. And then, and then there was the third guy, and I forget, I can't even quite remember what he looked like. But he wasn't, he wasn't one of these real hot shock looking guys either. They were, they were really the doctor, and you were just interested in their mental capability. And then they started to get good looking, especially with Tom Baker. He was the first, that we, you know, where women were like, woo, look at that dude, he's a real cool looking guy. Yeah, it did seem like around those the real early 90s, right before it went into hibernation, like they were skewing a little too much toward weird nerd guy. 
And then in the 2005 show, yeah, it was like, this isn't your dad's Doctor Who, like the guy with the fucking leather jacket and everything. <laughs> and then it just seems like they they balanced it out now where, yeah, it's not so far as to have a leather jacket, but it's also not like really weird looking people. Although I think the new Doctor is a little bit old again, if I remember right. I don't know, I tried a little bit to get into the new Doctor Who, but I, I didn't really give it enough of a chance, I think. Yeah, I've got to say I haven't given it enough of a chance for the last couple of Doctors. People really do like it, though, so I, I feel like it's probably, if I was going to give it the time, it seems kind of like one of those like Buffy the Vampire Slayer sort of situations, like some really great episodes and then some real dumb ones. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I just don't quite have the motivation to, to dig through. But anyway, I really should get going, I guess. Yes, uh, I guess you should. We talked longer than we said we were going to. Yeah, I'm going straight there on the subway, so this should time out just right. Just stroll right in. Cool, so... We'll enjoy it. Yeah, maybe I will write down some little notes. See, I figured, though, like, today I was like, well, I got... I'll talk about being sick. I'll talk about my kid's book. I'll talk about my other weird ailments. I just couldn't remember them, and I still can't. (laughs) So, so I don't know. I might still fly by the seat of my pants for a little bit, see how it goes, but... Yeah, well, we flew a little bit tonight here and ended up on a high note, so... Yeah, and I think just in, uh, I mean, I've been just doing random podcasts for so many years now, and I just, they're never very fun when they're regimented. I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess a little less regimented, or a little less randomness wouldn't hurt, I guess, but yeah, I don't know. I like when things, even just when I listen to podcasts, you can really tell when people are trying too hard and they're trying to be like a radio show and it's like dude this is boring (laughs) like whereas that's the irony this might seem more boring but i don't know it's just better to listen to people talking normal than being all stiff and weird so that's why i wildly (laughs) underprepare i guess we couldn't be accused of that (laughs) yeah all right so i better roll and uh, okay all right so i'll talk to you next week all righty okay bye bye bye